You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. This week on uh, After the Show, it's the uh, Top Secret Spy episode. We're uh, being spies. We've got um, briefcases and gadgets. They're listening. And all that. <laughs> Uh, so it's after the show. It's Sunday, November the ninth. We were just discussing before we turned the microphone on that we're early but late. No, something. It's late at night because it's That's four it. in the morning, but we're doing this a few hours earlier than normal. And we have been awake since uh, about two o'clock yesterday afternoon, so we might be on the tail end of our yeah day. I just want to stop you right now and ask you, do I have any hair poking up out of place? Last week I noticed when we got done, I went to the bathroom, looked in the mirror, and had a big lump of hair poking up out of my ponytail on the front that, I don't know if it didn't bother this you. This is um, an audio <laughs> podcast, and people can't see you. I know, but you're looking straight at me, so I just thought, for your pleasure, I will attend to any loose hairs. I actually <laughs> do not... Care? Manage in that way that any loose hairs might be. You don't care. That's great. No. That's great. Um, so. Carry on. This is. Yeah, what were we saying? <laughs> Early, late. We're on time. Yeah. But anyway, if we sound tired or anything like that, we probably are. It's coming to the end of our. We're not that tired. I've uh, finished a long game today and I've watched a movie and. That's it. You know, mulled, we had around, dinner. mulled around. Yeah, I mean, this is the pretty much near the end of it. <laughs> the end of the day. Which, unusually, we are at, at the beginning of our day when we do the podcast. So this is the this is a world first. <laughs> anyway, moving on to let's get the show started properly. Let's not ramble. It's uh, Sunday, November the 9th. This is after the show, episode number 43. We're nearly getting to the big 50. Almost your right, age. Aren't we all? <laughs> oh, uh, that was a low blow. The movie we're looking at today is Get Smart. It's a 2008 movie. It's released on DVD, or was released on DVD, last Tuesday, November the 4th. It's on DVD and Blu-ray disc, and it's from our friends at Warner Brothers. And uh, Sid Talk is going to tell you what it's all about. It's a remake of a television show from the late 60s. That's it, really. It's a... Uh, but the... The story is, it is about a secret spy organization in our our government that fights a secret sort of bad guy organization called Chaos, who, uh, as with a lot of big bad guy uh, things like this from the 60s and 70s and spy shows and movies, they just want to blow up the world all the time. That's basically Yeah, it. like yeah, Austin every Powers. Time. Yeah, there's always, something. well, Austin Powers is a piss take of these, that's of this kind of a thing. Bond. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've got uh, Maxwell Smart, who is the lead character. He's not particularly smart. No, he's very smart. I'm saying, I think you got the right end of the stick there. He's very smart, he's very efficient, but he's a bit of a bumbler, I think. A little bit, not bad. And of course there's a female spy lady who, uh, they get entangled in a bit of an intrigue thing to save, essentially, the world. Let's just put it that way. There's always a bad guy who wants to blow up the world and somebody who has to save the world. That's it, really. And it's comedy. A lot of gadgets, yeah, comedy, a little bit of romance, lots of action. Okay, so moving on to the movie, let's uh, get our opinions overall first. Not overall, but you know, I will go first. Get smart, never watch the TV show, ever. I can honestly say I don't know the music, I don't know who was in it. I don't know what it was about. I kind of knew it was about spies and stuff. I thought it was a bit like um, the other one I mentioned earlier uh, to you. Mission Impossible. I thought it was a bit Mission Impossible, Mm-mm. but obviously not because it was created by Mel Brooks, so it's obviously a comedy something. Anyway, I don't didn't know anything about it. So this movie, all the in-jokes and in-things were lost on me because right. I, I, I kind of knew, oh yeah, there's somebody from the original show because that's kind of like a Stan Lee moment in the movie West. Where Stan Lee appears in uh, superhero movies, so I kind of got that. But as a movie overall, I didn't really like it. Really, not at all. I like Steve Carell and I like Anne Hathaway. What I, made you not I, like it? The story and the I just the story is always a bit bunk. Like it was just a bit. <laughs> 
I, well, I, I couldn't get. I, I wasn't interested in it mostly. I was. I, I really like um, Anne Hathaway and Steve Carell chemistry together, and I love Steve Carell's humor because it's so. It's you know, I mean, it's always the same, but it's really it's kind of random. I, I kind of like that, you know. Will Ferrell. Type, we watched another. We watched a Will Ferrell movie this week, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. a, I love that kind of humor. But this movie missed the mark for me. I was. I don't know. I. I didn't expect anything because I don't know it, but um, it had some good action scenes and some really bad action scenes. I thought it was just mediocre. You want my opinion? Yes. I laughed a lot because of one thing. When my nephew saw it, he said it was like the funniest movie he'd seen, right? And he was 11 at the time. So I had to remember as things happen, you know, and... Shooting an arrow in your face and in the side of your cheek and then stumbling over something and someone almost getting a that swordfish almost going in Alan Arkin's face and what he said and that kind of stuff. I had I did what you said you do. Put on to put in the ten year old girl brain and look at it from that perspective. And there were lots of little one liners and funny moments and the story's the same for me. It's like it does, I know it's not complicated, and it does. It still seems convoluted, even though it's like a comic book story. It's like here's the bad guy; he's got some bombs, and these are the good guys, right? Very simple, and yet they, it doesn't come together. Um, some, there's some. You never feel like there's a. Re- obviously, it's a comedy, so you know you're not going to feel like they're really going to blow up the world or anything. It's not like Austin Powers kind of comedy. It's not oh, as no. wacky as that because it. It's it's centered in it's a real ac- world. It's like an action movie with with comedy parts. Yeah, like. exactly. It's centered in. I mean, it's the roots are real. This is a real world and real physics and real, you know, things. I mean, there's no like wackiness or cartoonness about it. But the story, it's real basic, and yet I felt like it just. I don't know. They just what, muddied it up too. Were much. you saying you liked it though? I enjoyed it because I laughed a lot at individual things yeah, as a whole. See, that's how I And the it. action sequences, I agree, there were a lot of good ones. And there like, were some really, really bad, bad blue screen going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I liked individual bits. And if I were watching it with a 7, 8, 9-year-old kid or 10, 11 kid, even 12-year-old kid, I think, even up to preteen, I'm But who's say. it aimed at? I mean, is it aimed at people who watched Get Smart in the 60s? Is it for them? Or I don't is think it for so. kids? Like, is it for I think us? it's a family movie. Right? It's not everything isn't for you. Is he kind of... <laughs> I'm thinking, is it a family movie? Is he kind of yeah. rude sometimes? Are they no, sexual innuendo a bit? barely. Hmm. Oh, every movie has that. Yeah. Even Shark's Tale and Nemo, they all have it. Right. Some kind of... But anyway, for me, I mean, Steve Carell, I really love him. Like, I think he's hilarious. I, he's... You know, I love The Office every week. I, I really like his style of delivery. It's And he does it in this movie. He's the same in every it's movie. He's the same, though. yeah. It's <laughs> exactly the same. So if you like it, you possibly like it. But when you know when it started off and there's Steve Carell and he's doing some funny stuff and there's a couple of funny things at the beginning. I, In fact, it didn't... You know when some movies like put some good stuff right at the beginning to draw you in? I didn't feel like this movie did. Like, nothing happened at the beginning for a while. It was just like... Uh, you know, it did. It was explaining. To, I know stuff was happening. I'm yeah. saying nothing that I was interested. Because in the story, he wants to be a beginning. field agent. Yeah, and he's just. Well, I know this. I know. I'm telling yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're getting tired. <laughs> no, I'm, sa- I'm I, saying. I, 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 though, I, I'm saying. We have to explain that in the beginning, there's no action because he no, I don't mean the action. I mean there was no funny. It, I think I don't think I thought anything was funny until about ten minutes in. Is what I'm saying, and it didn't need a build up. This movie. You know, I guess the opening the doors was funny. I don't know. That's not funny. That's that's homage to the show. Yeah, I know, but he the, he did stuff with the doors that was supposed to be funny, but I didn't laugh at it. Like did he? Getting things trapped in the doors. Yeah. Oh, just the one piece of paper. I'm, I'm saying there was stuff that was supposed to be funny. Like it was just not that funny. I don't think. But I don't there think again, it was supposed some to be laughable funny. It was just cute. You know, him getting in and bumbling, and you're you're getting to know him. That's what those the beginning was for. Right, so what I'm saying is some movies, especially this type of movie, that they hook you in at the beginning, like like James Bond, for instance, will have a big opening to get you excited for the movie. I'm saying there was nothing. like, And then when they walked into a big boardroom and they started explaining what they were going to be doing, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> like I haven't seen that before. Well, you're just really off on this one, aren't you? Because I, I thought it all kind of went together right, you know. I didn't want it to be, like, in your face I thought instantly. it was bad. 
Like. <laughs> and now we're not complete opposites. I don't think it was bad. I think it was very in the middle. That's what I said. Not bad. What I said at the beginning. I thought that it was really mediocre. Funny occasionally. Not always. In fact, there was long stretches where it wasn't. I thought. I Steve, Steve Carell is the funny part. Alan Arkin, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. The Rock, not so much. He's just The Rock. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Well, she even <laughs> to called be him fair. The Rock. Yes. Um, and she's good. I really like her. I always have. Um, not, you know. But I don't know. For me, for me, um, I guess if I say I was really into Get Smart, like, you know, I, I did follow the TV show and they did this. Maybe this that would have it would have meant more to me. I doubt it because I never watched it either, and I, I didn't attach. No, I mean to that. people who do, like who say, "Oh yeah, that is such and such a thing," and "Oh look, there's what's his I name." I think I'm almost the opposite. I think people who love the show are always going to find fault when you make a movie, and they probably would, except for the direct references like his suit and the car, and there's the shoe phone. You know what I mean? So mm. I don't think we just see it different. I think it was just a funny, fun. It wasn't okay. It wasn't funny like you just laughed constantly or clever or anything, but it was humorous and slapsticky, and like that kind of fun. I watched. You know? I watched another movie this week, which <clears throat> isn't clever or anything, called Step Brothers with um, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Now that was a funny movie to me, even though it was like really. Really, really lame. I think I saw that one the same way you see this one. Because I thought it was just like... Uh, I mean, there were individual times when I laughed. It was... And it overall... Had, it had some hilarious parts. I actually felt about five times during the movie. Why did they make this movie? It's a complete waste of time. And yet I laughed individual times. And at the end of it, I'm just like... I don't... It, it was, was just like, for laughs. Uh, I mean, this... It, that's like, this one was... No, I don't think this was made for laughs. I think this was made to make... I think make, it was. I think this was made because there, there's a pre-existing franchise that they can reinvent. Somebody says, let's reinvent that one. And they reinvent it and try and... I don't feel that... I don't want to see a Get Smart 2, to be honest. Hmm. Do you? I wouldn't mind. Okay, I'd like so to see where you, it goes. You probably will see one next year. <laughs> and so will you. <laughs> um... But, in general, you know, it has it has all the elements, I think, of, like, what would be an interesting movie for me. Gadgets and spies and espionage and... I just don't... I don't know. It, there was something that didn't... I think you miss out. out... What you miss is a seriously bad, bad guy. Oh, the and bad guy was crap. Well, no, he, no, he wasn't crap. He was all right. He's... He, the guy who plays him... But what's he, his name? He's interesting. Terrence Stump. But... You don't feel threatened, really. You don't feel like he's a badass. I mean, yeah, he, you know, does away with one of his henchmen pretty quickly. So you're supposed to feel threatened by him. But after that, he was just full of piss and vinegar, like giving everybody a hard time and picking on the big giant guy that he had. So when I think when you take away that element, like of this really serious, grungy bad guy who's seriously going to kick ass, if you don't have that, then the rest of it. It just seemed pointless, that was what I'm saying. Like, the story of the danger, it just seemed like, yeah, of course, uh, whatever. They're not really going to blow up anything. So no. It was just a series of follies to get there, you know? So. Yeah. But, like I say, I think hit, like, almost hit and miss, too, because some of the situations that they get into I found pretty funny, and then some I didn't. One particular, which was... Uh, it involved them dancing on a ballroom in a ballroom... And then they threw in some fat jokes, and then they did some... Stu- it, it just wasn't... like Yeah. The, the director seemed to think that scene was very important, too. And when I was watching it, I was like, can we just skip over this dancing Yeah, you know shit? what I'm thinking? I'm so sick and fucking tired of fat jokes being the center of every comedy thing, or it's a big feature in a lot of these movies. I'm sick of it. Get over it, I mean, I, Yeah, there are, there are a fair share of fat jokes Let's in make fun movie. of people in wheelchairs. Let's make fun of people who have big moles <laughs> on their faces. Makes fun of deaf people. A little. <laughs> no, just that one little kind thing. I'm not saying that being fat and being in wheelchairs is the same thing. I'm saying it's so, totally acceptable to make fun of fat women. 100%. Oh, it's always funny. It's always a joke. And I'm sick of it. It's not funny. It's not clever. It's not cute. It might be funny to some people, right? It depends on the movie, because if the movie is about that... In a way, that's fine. I'm not talking about Shallow Hal either, because that's bullshit too. 
I'm just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sick of it. So, yeah, during that whole scene, I was just like, And it wasn't. I'm not, sick of it. Even if you took the fat woman out of that scene. And had, like, dueling dancing. Yeah, it was still it crap. I was, I, that, that, yes, I agree. What I'm saying is some of the setups worked. I agree. One of them, specifically, which I really liked, was the part in the factory where they go into the into the factory that's making the stuff. Mm-hmm. And and the situation with him in the thing and, yeah. and her do that worked because they were like both doing a mission together, communicating with each other, both having funny moments and her doing some action and him doing some funny stuff. Thought that worked. The dancing and it's just like it, and the and when the when we saw some of the extras in the director oh, was it was their favorite how, scene. How this is an important scene. We don't want to get this one wrong. Well, I think they should have just left it out. It was just. It relied. It basically relied on having a fat woman dancing with Steve Carell, and that was what was funny about it, according to Except them. Except it wasn't supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be uplifting because he's chosen this he fat used to woman be fat. to dance with. Yeah, and Nate's like so kind of him yeah. to pick a fat woman. Oh, thanks. Take pity on the. Fa- I'm just yeah, sick anyway. of it. Yeah, move but on. that wasn't. You know, <laughs> and even if the fat woman was removed, well, I was saying it still wasn't a good scene. Yeah, and we should say they're very competitive with each other. Like she's yeah. real competitive, and that was the whole yeah. idea of that scene. They're trying to dance, but each it was other. still crap. It was crap. Uh, but then again, on the other side of the thing, see, this is why I can't say it's a great movie for me because there's t- too many things while I was watching, and I wasn't trying to be critical of it watching it because I was, you know, I dig Steve Carell and I and I. I'd, Definitely think he said some funny shit in this. It was obviously ad libbed and yeah. it's funny. And the part where he was firing his he has, he has in the movie he has <laughs> he's been given by his team a Swiss Army knife that has all kinds of gadgets on it, and he's in a aeroplane toilet, and he's trying to do something with it, and he keeps <laughs> firing a little harpoon gun that's in it into his face. <laughs> that was really funny. Cause yes. It, because it wasn't just like one, and he had to be quiet. It was so all it was all spreading through his face, yeah. and you know. Now, see, there's somebody else that's going to be like, "Oh God, give me a break." That's like the basic lowest comment I'm ever coming. But for some reason, for that some was reason, funny. he can do it. I think I like the scene on the SUV as well, with the catching on fire and the thing on the back. I actually liked that one. The action sequence with the three of them, the Dwayne Johnson and them two. Yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) when he's hanging down from an airplane, yeah, it looked Uh, a bit bad, (laughs) but it looked like seriously cut and paste. However, once they're on the SUV and part of it's on fire and they're rolling down the train track. It ain't perfect. But it's a a good action sequence. It was something I'd never seen before. So what I'm saying, like... um, out of all the scenes in the movie, I think about half of them for me were all right. None of them outstanding, and that's why I can't really say to you I really enjoyed this movie because you didn't even like seeing it, Anne Hathaway slither her way through the laser beams. That was all right. I like. That I like part. Anne Hathaway. I do too. I like her more and more each time. I didn't. I didn't love Devil Wears Prada at all. I kind of like that movie. I didn't uh, dislike it at all. That was totally flatlined for me. We did a po- bad, we did a podcast review of Devil Wears yeah. Prada. You can listen back. I thought it was actually fairly funny. It wasn't, you know, it had been Oscar nominated and stuff. Yeah, it just freaks me. And out. when I watched it, I was kind of, I know you shouldn't, but I kind of had a higher expectation. Yeah, totally. And then when I did watch it, I was like, oh well, it's just like a cheese ball comedy. Yeah, that's not really all it is. Like. It reminded me of. You're going to say, oh, no, no, but Coyote Ugly, with the little girl, mm. goes to the city, wants to make it big, gets this job, and has to oh, make like it like any, any romantic, even though it wasn't really a romantic comedy, a little bit, any of those kind of, like, let's do, you know, here's a situation, and let's learn something from it. Oh, and that one also fun. had fat jokes, because she was supposedly fat, yeah. and oh, that yeah, was yeah, a bad she was, thing. Yeah, but she was so thin. Oh, God. They let's did say mo- she was fat several that. times. Yeah, exactly. But she was And I said to you, she's like a stick, what are they talking about? Exactly. But anyway, um, get smart for me. Flatline. It's a. I can't even say really like if you like Steve Carell. Maybe and there's Anne better Hathaway. things to see with Steve Carell in. Other ones with Steve Carell in that I would really recommend. It's forty-year-old virgin, obviously. If you want a funny one. Um, even Ron Burgundy, because he's funny and yeah, and if you want a dramatic part. one with Steve Carell. Uh, Dan in Real Life I thought was really good and we did a podcast on that one too if you listen back um, Steve Carell can in Dan in Real Life he still does the same thing but it's more or less of the funny yeah um, 
But no, Get Smart was a bit of a miss for me. I I can't really... I can't sit here and defend it except to say it wasn't a total miss. I laughed a few times. But I would, I'm glad I didn't go to the theater and pay $8 to see it. Yes, exactly. Um, so that's the, that's the bit on the movie. <laughs> Let's move on to the cast. So we've got Steve Carell. You've talked about Steve already, I think. Steve Carell is Maxwell Smart. Yes, we've talked about him enough. So we'll move on to Anne Hathaway as Agent Same. 99. We've talked about her enough. Uh, Dwayne Johnson as Agent 23. I think he fit the part. I totally do. I, I think, think he, he was fine. I think he did. He was okay. I thought he was fine, and I liked him in the other one we watched. You know, when we said Steve Carell is the same, so is the rock. Yeah, exactly. He's just the same. Mr. Charm, white teeth, very white teeth. Yeah. Very white teeth. Very white teeth. Then That's what I'm focusing on when I look at him. Alan Arkin as the uh, Very chief, good. Which is an... I didn't expect to see Alan Arkin. Oh, he Arkin was a pistol that. man. He was like Mr. Fired Up. He was their boss, and he was and you like, know, I expect to, You know, when he, when he came as the chief, I was like... Really? <laughs> like Alan Arkin? No, no way. Tackled the vice president. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that no, was he was good. And then we have the baddie of the piece, Terence Stamp, who I really like. He's a British gentleman. He's very Creepy. authoritative to yeah. me. Like he... But the role wasn't role like, wasn't good. Was it wasn't it? written enough to be. There was never a time. It was where, neither like said, gritty never... bad or funny bad in any way. He was the best part of that part role. Yeah. Course. Um, then there was another surprise one where I was like, wow, James Caan mm-hmm. popped up as the president. And I was saying, no, James Caan looks pretty good because he must be pretty old. He must be. Because we watched the Godfather trilogy um, just a while back and he was pretty young in that. Yeah. And he doesn't look tons different to me. I mean, he's he's not like a real old guy. You know, when you think... Uh, you know, I think he is. I think he had a lot of makeup. Do you think he's got a yeah. lot of hair plugs as well? Right? Yes. Very possible. And it was funny talking about him because the other night I was watching Family Guy and I hollered at you. I paused it and said, come in here. And you came in. You're like, what? Yeah, and I was played, <laughs> played the part from, uh, was it Family Guy? It was The Simpsons. Oh, The Simpsons, yeah. right, right. Where they did a thing, James Conn. Where he gets shot he was doing the, the voice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? What? I'm like, it's a toll booth. It's James Conn's voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Um, and the last uh, person who's barely in the movie, but I just wanted to mention him because I really like him. It's uh, Bill, Mully, Bill Murray as Agent 13. Yeah. Now, Agent 13 was something... Don't have no idea. Maybe in the TV show that they wanted to... Maybe, it seemed to me, and this is, you're talking, you're listening to two people who have no idea about the show, right? But he's in a tree, and it seems to be, he's kind of like put there because he's a total, like he can't do anything so they stick him in the tree which is look out which is so the, I'm thinking he's kind of like the flop what's it guy. called the Mon- washington monument mm-hmm. the um big lakey thing mm-hmm. let's explain there's a secret entrance into their safe house through there so he, the, he sits in a tree and makes sure people don't spot it right so i got the feeling in the show he might have been such a like such a bumbler that they always gave him like the simplest off to the side thing, but all you see is Bill Murray's face through a hole in a tree for about thirty seconds, and his and face it. is so so like Iconic. recognizable from movies, and it's obvious who it is, and you can't even see his hair, just his face, and you're just like, wow, Bill Murray's in this in a tree. What it's Garfield's hell? voice? What's up with that? <laughs> so uh, moving on to the director, Peter Siegel or Seagal or Don't Seagal. Don't know. I don't think he wants to be called Seagal, so let's call him Seagull. Right. <laughs> um, he directed, and, well, I could do my uh, movie recommendations right now before I talk about this. Uh, I wanted to do three movie recommendations this week. The first one is Fifty First Dates. Now, this is also directed by the S- Peter Seagal. Seagull. Um, and it's I've mentioned it before how much I like it as a romantic comedy yes it's really good so yeah that's one to see the second one I wanted to recommend was the original Airplane the Leslie Nielsen Airplane yep um, which I still to this day can watch and find funny like yes you can it was so ahead of its time you know it when I first saw it it reminded me a lot of Monty Python-ish kind of stuff. And I love Monty Python. It's so off the wall and irreverent. Yes, irreverent. Um, still is. There's nothing like it. Nobody does anything like it now, do they? I mean, they did the Naked Guns and 
I would say people would consider all the ones that are making fun of movies, like epic movies and scary movies and stuff. Yeah, those don't do it anywhere near as good. I mean, the original Airplane, even Airplane 2, I I still like Airplane 2, even though it's just the same thing in space. It's just something about it. It's, It's just totally, it's a little bit politically incorrect a lot yeah. of the time. It's, oh, yes. It it, it it ribs everything, religions, um, sexuality, everything. It, 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 but it's it's just... And it's stupid, really stupid, <laughs> but there's something funny about it. So I recommend that one, Airplane. And the third one I wanted to recommend was, just because we're on a spy f- tip, and if you want to watch something with spies in it, rather than get smart because you uh, don't want to watch this one, uh, I would say any of the Mission Impossible movies. Any, any of, them. of them. Yeah, I actually like... Well, number one, we've reviewed these as well. Number one, a hell of a lot. Number three, a hell of a lot. Number two, less so. It's kind of like Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know? And I'm thinking your three recommendations are three separate kinds of movies. You've got the romance, which is cute and funny, and then you've got the wacky comedy stuff, and then you've got the spy stuff. Which are all in Get Smart. And yeah, but in Get Smart, they're not each individually done that well, and so you're picking three movies that will bring you that... I'm one of them by the director of Get Smart, so... Very good. Do you want my movie recommendations? Yeah, do, do them before we... We only have two, and number one, and the only reason I'm doing the first one is because we saw it the other night, and I think it only watched about the last 45 minutes, or maybe the last hour, and it was so bad, you have to watch it. It's called it was terrible. Jason Goes to Hell. Terrible. The uh, final Friday. This is in the series of Friday the 13th, because it's Jason Voorhees. It's like six or five. I think it was better, and it's not supposed to be funny, but it's kind of funny because I didn't understand... I don't know if it came from hell or what, but the conclusion, the end is incredibly funny, and it's not supposed to be. And the acting is like, oh, the worst. it's horrible, Absolutely. really bad. It's 1993, right? So you get like, I don't know how to describe it. I'm just saying, check it out. The final Friday, or no, Jason goes to hell. The final Friday, so bad and, and so campy. It was fantastic with commercials and everything. It was perfect to watch on cable TV. It was really bad because you could only handle about ten minutes of it at a time. And it's just, like, insanely bad. And my other one is... Another one I caught on TV just yesterday, tonight, was The League of which Extraordinary we, Gentlemen. Which we do own on DVD. We, yeah. We have reviewed Yeah, but it's all, right, it's all right for TV, too, because I've seen it probably about 10 or 15 times. It's pretty interesting. It was uh, The League take, of Extraordinary Gentlemen, if, you didn't, if I didn't say it. Oh, yeah, it. pretty interesting take on superheroes. And, yeah, I loved it. I and, really love it. It doesn't have all the greatest special effects, and... It's pretty good. There are times... Not... I mean, when you're watching it again, you see the... You know, but then again, for its time, I love that uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde guy, the bad one, Hyde, is the real... Played by, like the, we talked played about. by the guy from uh, Locks, Talk, and Smoking right. Barrels. but we talk about that it's an actual costume and not a CGI yes, hulky we've, guy. we've mentioned guy. this before, yes. that... And so watching it again, I love the vampire chick. I like the Dorian Gray. I even like that Tom Sawyer's in there with his gun. I just, I think it's really good and different take on the action and superhero thing. The Nautilus, all that stuff. Yeah, it kind of got an old, like an oldie world feel to it. Yeah, totally. Uh, And, you know, another one like that, which I thought was going to be good, Van Helsing, turned out not to be. Exactly. And I really looked forward to Van Helsing for that reason. Yeah, so did I. Because I felt like it was going to be similar. Hunting vampires and stuff. Any vampire movie for me usually is right up there. But So those are my recommendations. All right, so not taking away from this director, Peter Seagal, which we, we started this off. He made 51st Dates. He also did directed Anger Management, which is actually a pretty funny movie. I, I enjoyed it with Jack Nicholson. and um, mm, I'm pretty... I think that was pretty mediocre. I actually kind of liked it. Uh, Tommy Boy, which I still haven't seen to this day ever. I've seen clips from it, but never seen the whole film. Have you? Have you? Chris with... Farley? No. Um, and Naked <laughs> Gun 3? No. So there's a there's a there's like an airplane movie, Naked Gun 3. Never liked the Naked Gun series. So his taste level is maybe questionable. Well, he did Fifty First Dates, so I gotta credit him with something. True. Um, so let's move on to the DVD or Blu-ray in this case, because we're reviewing the Blu-ray disc. Blu-ray disc extras. Now this feels pretty heavy, that doesn't it? Yeah. Are we mentioning the cover? Yeah. Let's do the cover first. It's a uh, it's another slip cover Blu-ray disc. You guess. Um, it's it's a uh, 3D. It's got the 3D thing where if you turn it... Lenticular. It doesn't work very well, but if you turn it one way, her hair is in his face. You turn it the other way, his tie is in her face. Yes. 
So there's I get some, motion there's sick. some. I get motion sickness just looking. There's at something it. <laughs> in the, there's something in somebody's face, no matter which way you look at, at, at it at it. And mm, I think you would sounds, have to agree. Weird. It kind of goes with your opinion of the movie. Just pretty. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. And when I mean, you're not looking at it exactly right, it just looks like a big black blob over both their faces. Yeah, it does look like <laughs> Like, it's just like it's been had somebody's poured some coffee on it or something. And they chose to go with the tie in the face um, for the proper picture. All right, so special features. Um, this is another thing about this. This is on Blu-ray disc. It's a 1080p movie, as usual. Looks really good again. You know, Blu-ray. Oh, I disagree. Oh, I thought it was like one of the sharpest I've uh, seen. I disagree. I thought it looked pretty bad a lot of times. It was kind of foggy and not very clear a couple of times. Really? I never yep. saw any of that. A couple of times when it was actually a landscape shot, like of mountains and stuff. And it, it might have been that it was the weather that day, but it looked really hazy and not just I don't think that was to Not just to weather hazy, but everything. I think even the people, a lot of the action. So I disagree. Oh, totally thought it was... Uh... That was the best thing about it. The transfer is actually... It's a 38 megabyte a second transfer. Actually, really sharp. It's sharp, sharper than films we've seen of recent on Blu-ray. But anyway, the, the, the deal is... Warner Brothers, again... Um, not talking about... The picture was fine. Um, audio. They haven't put uncompressed audio on it again and I really have no idea they did it with Speed Racer they've done it with Get Smart two of the biggest movies of the year I imagine in the cinemas two of their biggest movies to put out on, on Blu-ray I thought Speed Racer had good, mu- good sound Speed Racer had fantastic visuals pretty decent sound but it was compressed sound not uncompressed sound now what Blu-ray disc is all about is highest quality video and picture how would I tell the difference? well I'll just I'll just tell you. No, I mean, tell me one that's uncompressed that I'm impressed with. Hulk? That's Hulk really yeah, good Hulk sound. was okay. uncompressed, yeah. That's good sound. Iron Man was uncompressed. That was good, too. Now, uncompressed sound is basically everything... You hear it, it's not compressed. <laughs> it's not yeah, like an MP3, right? So, compressed versions of the sound, which is still Dolby Digital 5.1, but it's a lossy format. So, it's a... All right, then. The uncompressed version of a soundtrack will probably be about 6 gigabytes on the disc. The compressed version will probably be about 500 megabytes. So it's like comparing an MP3 to a CD. Do you know? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Blu-ray disc is all about best quality picture and sound. In fact, some of the discs will say at the bottom, you know, highest quality. Now, for some reason, Warner Brothers... Uh, choosing to just put the DVD soundtrack on. There is no uncompressed version. All the other companies seem to. So it sounds kind of flatter than when you hear like an Iron Man with the really sharp screeching sounds around you and behind you. Or like in Hulk when we talked about the little grenade falling on the ground and that screechy sound going around your head. Really sharp and, and clear. On a compressed version and on this really it's a little hear... bit yeah, if duller. You, if you think Even about the explosion. What do you remember everything? about the sound of this really? It, it wasn't amazing, was and it? And I didn't think about it. No surround so. effects, not really going on. It, so, I don't know what that's all about. It's a Blu-ray disc. You can fit a lot of stuff on it. It's not like you put loads of extras in HD, because you didn't. Nope. They were all in standard They're definition. They were all standard. Lot. So, there was space to... There's three discs in there as well, you know. Maybe because um, people don't care about movies like that. But, this is a big movie. It's on Blu-ray discs for a reason. To get the best version. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, the picture's better, but sound's part of it too, right? You know, um, if if it was, if Warner Brothers put out like, you know, the big movie of the summer, say they owned Iron Man and they put Iron Man out uncompressed, people freak out. It's like, the, you you know, we know how good Iron Man was. We wouldn't want it any less. You're paying for it, you know? But anyway, that's my rant about uncompressed <laughs> and compressed audio. I have no idea why they don't include it. They do include several audio tracks. Maybe that's the maybe that's the thing. They include English, France, Spanish, and Portuguese, all in Dolby five point one. So maybe that's the thing. Some, but that's just voice, isn't it? So that's not even going to be the. No, that's the entire soundtrack. Right. So maybe that's maybe that's it. They just want to include more languages. But mm. as somebody who speaks English and buys the USA version of the disc, you know, I'd rather have it uncompressed. You're, anyway. you're being a languagist. Yeah. A linguist. You're, no, you're a languagist. You're anti-multiple languages. And I also like the facts on the back of the box. They say special features, maybe in standard definition. Like, maybe. They don't know. 
Like, That's right. You know, maybe. Um, and audio standards may vary. It also says. Well, they're they're warning you. Then. They're just letting themselves off the hook. <laughs> so um, let's go for the special features. So you're saying if our neighbor has that, his might be better. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Audio yeah. may vary. Oh, look, I got this one. And mine's mine's good. <laughs> Mine sounds really like. good. Yeah. Um, so the special features. This the first one is you can play the movie straight through, or you can play it in what they call comedy optimization mode. Now, comedy optimize comedy optimization <laughs> mode is introduced by Steve Carell. And basically, it adds 45 minutes of footage back into the movie. Well, it said 53 minutes well, on the here DVD. Is, here it says 45 minutes oh. of hilari- hilarious alternate jokes in high definition. Yeah, now, yes, they are. So, what happens is, using the seamless branching technology of Blu-ray, and it's probably available on the DVD as well, because it's just a... It cuts to a track and then right. back. Right, it's not seamless. It's called seamless branching because you don't have to go to a menu and back. Right, it but it's not, it. yeah. But anyway, it takes like a, a second and then it switches back and then switches back. Anyway, it shows you alternate cuts and deleted scenes back in the movie. Like, so you could watch it all the way through like that. It's It'd the thing we talked about a few, on a couple of different discs, uh, the Lionel-Rama thing, where they show the actors doing this, the lines over Several and over tips, and over. Yeah. Just the Mad Lib stuff. That's what it is, but put back in the movie. Yeah, so there's that. But not, not to where you don't notice, because it goes black, and it goes to the thing, and then it goes black, and then it comes back to the movie. So. Yeah, no, there is no commentary. Which really? I didn't This notice. kind of movie, a commentary with Steve Carell, I mean, why not? <laughs> they want to compress that sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and there's no room for that. Yeah. Anyway, um, the next... Uh, the next extra is the old I hid it in the movie trick which is like a little featurette it's about 10 minutes long and they talk about all the concealed references from the TV show in the movie and show you them with arrows and it's a hero from Heroes right and the other guy and then they are making they have a straight to DVD I think we kind of went jump to the conclusion that it was a straight to DVD movie it's on it's an extra on there the trailer for it yeah it is they're like the they're like Q, right? In the lab. Isn't that what his name is? Yeah, they're exactly like Q. Yeah, yeah he, he makes they make their gadgets and uh, at control. And then there's the right agent for the right job featurette, which is a behind-the-scenes training montage. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, showing you how Steve Carell did stunts and so did Anne Hathaway, and they talk a bit about... Yeah, how they, she got the part and stuff. Uh, <clears throat> it's fine. It's another one of those. Um all in low Then there's Max in Moscow, and on location or on a soundstage, watch and you decide. It's like Anne Hathaway and Steve Carell hamming it up in Russia. Totally. In Red Square, just being in, silly. Yeah. Um, and then there's language lessons, which is a spotlight on linguistics master Steve Carell. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty I mean, he's, unnecessary. I actually kind of liked it. Steve Carell does stereotypical, weird... Like, if he's impersonated German, he'll say stuff like, Wiener Schwitzer, Wiener Rassel. Schnitzel. He's, ta- he's saying all the German words, yeah. and underneath are subtitles, which, of course, not what he's saying. No. So He's telling you to buy the he's DVD. Pretend- yes, exactly. Um, and then there's the vomit reel, which was actually really funny. I it thought. was. I didn't even want to watch it, because I thought it'd be just one of those lame things of, like, how much time and effort we went to make vomit, but it wasn't. It's about it was- six minutes long, and it's... <laughs> There's a scene in the movie, it's not really spoiling anything, where Steve Carell vomits in a fighter jet. Yeah, you see about two seconds of it. Two seconds of it in the movie, but this is like six minutes of him filming and spitting soup out of his uh, helmet. And laughing at himself. It's funny, because he's making himself, like he breaks down basically, he's... When you can't, like, not laugh anymore. Because I said, he's probably sitting there thinking to himself. With He's got a cup of soup in his hand, soup all down his chin, soup on his shirt, soup all around him. He's got a green, outfit. yeah, fighter pilot outfit. He's got a green screen behind him, and he's laughing hysterically. And I said, he must be thinking, they're giving me, like, $10 million to do this. Yeah, exactly. And that would be another part of why that's funny. Because that's his job. So there's that, which is I, one of my favorite extras. Yeah. Um, Spy Confidential, which is a gag reel, which is a gag reel. We know what, what a gag reel is. So there's the vomit reel, which is also a gag reel. And yeah. then there's a the gag reel. And all the bits put back in the you movie are gag almost reel. gag. Oh, no, right. I didn't. I'm okay, sorry. and then the final um, extra, well, last but not least, almost, is spying on Get Smart's Bruce and Lloyd out of control. Bruce which and Lloyd, that was looks it. really... It looks good. Kids would like that. It's like young. It's like younger guys, but they're not kids. They're like twenties. They're <laughs> yeah. supposedly 
younger, but they're not being like the gadget men. And they in this little in their own movie, I, I guess it is. It's a movie that's available right. on Blu-ray. And they kind of uh, take over the role of being their own little spies. So, but this is just a making of thing. Um, and then it did its job. It made us aware that that exists. Then there's a digital copy which I just put on my computer because. Last week we figured that we. Last week's movie had a digital copy that when you put the disc in and put your little code in, it asks you for four ninety nine to do it, which we yeah. thought was unacceptable. So this week we've, I decided to do the digital copy and use the code and co- and this one doesn't ask you for any money, and it works. It's not the highest quality in the world, but it'll work on your iPod or whatever. It's fine. It's a digital copy. Um, take the digital copy disc out. Of this, Warner Brothers, and put the com- uncompressed audio on. <laughs> right. You know, spend the extra, spend the money on the sound. Uh, and then a third disc. That's why this box is so heavy. Is ultra lame. Uh, Get Smart Chaos Control DVD game. Is that what it's called? No. <laughs> I, 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 it says that on the box. Ultra lame game. I couldn't get through it. Nope. I actually thought from I the I felt moment, like killing myself. Here's what I, exactly. You turned it on, and I think it was about five seconds of you. These target things pop up, and they look really bad. No, it was before that. It was when it said, you need to memorize the faces of the bad guys. And, and then, then I, was pop like, up, I was like, just turn it off. I'm thinking, I'm getting up. I'm getting up. I'm getting up and leaving the room. And you just played it for about two minutes, which was two minutes of our life. We'll never get back. Can I... Let's say, like, Speed Racer came with a shitty game as well, didn't it? Yeah, it's shitty. And that was Warner Brothers 2. This is worse. And Get Smart comes with a shitty game as well. Let me just say, why do you think these games are a good idea? Why spend an extra disc, tons of man hours, doing a game that's a full disc, a full DVD game? It's not just, like, two seconds of a game. It's a full thing. Why spend all that time making that? Because nobody cares about it. And it looks like crap, and it plays like crap. Who cares about it? And it's, Do you think a ten-year-old would even care? They would go maybe for five they would minutes. Go, huh, 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 huh. This is crap. Can I go and play the Xbox? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, give it up. Uncompressed audio. Get rid of the other two crappy discs. <laughs> yeah, and give us some nice. Yeah. And 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 let me put it this way. I'm not. I'm ragging on this as well. This disc. Those extras aren't very good. The no. DVD extras. They were all out of aspect ratio. They weren't, this is a Blu-ray disc, isn't it, again? Yep. Overall, not a good... One thing I liked about the movie, really liked, is that it's the full widescreen as well. It's not the skinny widescreen. So yeah. that's one good thing about the movie. Just want to throw that out there. A good thing. <laughs> yeah, it uses... Yeah, you're right. The extras aren't great. The game sucks. The digital copy is not necessary. The sound isn't... I mean, obviously it was nothing to me because I didn't think about it. And the movie wasn't, uh, it was funny enough. If you really dig the movie on the theater, you know what I'd say to you? Even if you're a Blu-ray fan, just get get the DVD because, um, you're not getting the upgraded sound anyway. The picture's going to be better. No more extras. The extras are the same as the DVD. The shitty game's included in the DVD as well, if you want that. (laughs) You know? And this is a lot more. This is... Uh, and if your kids like it, definitely just buy them the DVD or rent it and let them watch it for a weekend. And well, even me as a, I'd say a pretty big Steve Carell fan, mm-hmm. I do like to watch anything he's in. This one didn't do it for me at all. So you actually liked him since Bruce Almighty. I remember you thinking you liked, thought he was funny when he did the hammer and Anchorman, obviously. Yeah, Brick Tamlin. <laughs> I love Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love Get Smart. That was really yeah. I love Lamp, but I don't love Get Smart. So um, that's Get Smart. Um, thank you to Warner Brothers. Um, I didn't really want to rag on it that much, but I thought overall there was just too many it's not, flaws. Well, the thing I mean, is, you it's so like middle movie, of the but... road. It, no, I said it's not. It doesn't suck horribly. It's not like the worst movie we've seen all year. It's not badly made or anything. It's just. I just I think that the, I think that Blu-ray disc was badly put together for a. 2008 movie that was actually made this year in 2008. You compare that to Iron Man, for example. Yeah, which How is nice absolutely The amazing. menu looked great, the extras were great, everything. The extras were all high definition, they were all interesting, there was a two-hour documentary, Fly on the Wall. Same price. There was a commentary, there's no commentary, there's no nothing. That's right. I mean, you know, they're going to sit and back and watch it with the 62% extra in it. 
45 minutes. It doesn't more. give you any more laughs, really, does it? I mean, we sat and watched five minutes of it. It's like, oh, they said that a bit different. Yeah. Oh, and there they said it again, different again. And they're just redoing the same lo- the same little bit, but putting a different line in it over and over. And so, yeah. So if they say, like, oh, look, a man is on a boat, they'll say, like, then it'll cut again. And then it'll say, look at that boat over there. And then, it, you know, and they're not necessarily jokes. <laughs> right. It can be any, just and they're a, not really much funnier than what you just said. No, <laughs> they're not. So that's Get Smart. It's um, available now. So let's move on to our contest. Um, we're giving away a one copy of Trans Siberian on Blu-ray disc. This is the first Blu-ray disc we've actually given away. Fabulous. Right? Um, and we know people like Blu-ray discs, so let's give one away. <laughs> um, you want to describe it? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, I'll, I will get the... Uh... Hey, Scully, would you like to describe the movie we're about to give away as a prize? Okay, so the film Trans-Siberian. It's a film by Brad Anderson. It stars Woody Harrelson, Emily Mortimer, Kate Mara, who I love Emily Mortimer and Kate Mara. You do know who these two ladies are? Look at them there. You, you do. They you look just... British. Are they, they British? Are. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, one's from... Uh, uh, Venus. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. that was a fantastic movie. So, uh, and Ben Kingsley, and mm, Ben Kingsley makes some interesting choices. He does. He, he was <laughs> even in a Yui Ball film in the name of the King or something like that, right? Well, I remember. Yeah. When I saw he was in that, I was like, really, Ben Kingsley? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so this one's a try. A trans. This is a very nice. Uh, it's um, the back of the DVD, but it's not that we. This is a fantastic DVD we're giving you. A uh, Blu-ray disc. But it's a black background with red text. Very difficult to read, so bear with me. Um, Plus it's shiny. A trans-Siberian train journey from Beijing to Moscow turns into a thrilling chase of deception, drug trafficking and murder when American Roy, Woody Harrelson, and Jesse, Emily Mortimer, and a pair of fellow travellers are targeted by ex-KGB detective Ben Kingsley. Sound good? Sounds good. It actually sounds good to me. Sounds <laughs> riveting. Yeah. So, um... The question is, to win this DVD, you have to send an email. Blu-ray disc. Oh, I'm sorry. So don't even bother... To Blu-ray. Don't bother uh, entering if you... Oh, yeah, if you don't have a Blu-ray. Because you can't play it in your DVD. Yeah, okay. Exactly. You can have a Blu-ray um, drive in your computer. You can have a Blu-ray player. Or you can have a PlayStation 3. If you don't have those things... Probably not. This movie might might not be good enough to inspire you to go spend the money on those things, <laughs> but okay. So to win this Blu-ray disc, you send an email to aschoolyatascoolyat.com and answer this question: Who did the voice of Hero Boy in the movie Polar Express? That's it. And in the subject line, put Polar Express. Uh, send an email to aschoolie at aschoolie. You're looking like, I remember this You say one. in the subject line, put Polar Express. No, don't do not do that. Why? In the subject line, put Trans-Siberian Contest, right? Well, I always pick the movie that I pick a question from. We can put Trans-Siberian. That's fine. In the subject line, put Trans-Siberian. Exactly. And um, answer the question, who did the voice of Hero Boy in the movie Polar Express. And the reason I have that question is because you give me the name of the movie. I didn't know what it was about. And the first thing I thought when I heard Trans-Siberian, I thought of a train. You thought of train and snow. I thought of snow. train and snow. And I thought Polar Express. So there you go. That's very clever of you. <laughs> if Sure. Yes. You're right. Okay, so that's um, the contest for this week. Moving on to games. I finished Gears of War 2 today. I play. I think it's on my three di- three nights, three play sessions, co-op with a friend. You're playing it twice, though. Yeah, You're I am. With actually. two different people. I am, but I think that might have got nixed on the head for a. Few, oh yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I finished it today. It's it's amazing, really. Um, if you like Gears of War one, you'll like Gears of War two. It's more of the same, but it's completely like if Gears Gears of War two is like a little small indie movie, like Gears of War one. And Gears of War 2 is like a big Michael Bay movie with, like, explosions, skyscrapers falling down, all kinds of right. stuff. It's crazy. You can't believe the difference in scale. But pretty much the same game. Yeah, big muscly guys grunting a lot. And saying... <laughs> yeah. And coughing mm. a lot. I heard a lot of coughing. <clears throat> well, there's these... Um, <laughs> that was me coughing. There's um, the, these grenades that, that have smoke yeah. and you all start coughing when you do it, yeah. 
But um, I, I can't fault it. It's a really good game. It's got good multiplayer. I've got the limited edition version right there. Yep, the box, the tin box. Really nice tin box with a chainsaw emblazoned on it and an extra disc with interviews with the developers mm. and a, a gold gun that you can use in the game and uh, a little book and a photograph. It's actually a real nice package, so I would recommend picking that one up. Um, this week, Tuesday, the big hits keep coming. Call of Duty World at War, the latest in the Call of Duty movie, movie games. <laughs> uh, it's out on the 360 and the PS3 on Tuesday. It's going to be huge, I imagine, because Call of Duty last year was... Huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, you play that a lot. And this one, if, if any game makes me a widow, a gaming widow, as they like to say, those are two of the games. Them and uh, GTA. And uh, what's the racing game that you love? So I think much? I spent like eighty hours on GTA. Gran Turismo. When GTA Four came out, I think I spent eighty hours in one week. <laughs> yeah. Playing that. So. And I love that personally. And Gears of War Two. I mean, it took me what? It took us ten hours to get through it. Which is pretty short. At least. But I, I go but I go through it again. It's that good, you know what I want to say? Maybe not like this week, but You didn't go through it on easy though, right? You did medium just did and normal. hard. Yeah. We did normal, actually. Normal, which is medium. Um and I'm going through it on hard with another friend of mine. And then there's another level called Insane, which I will go through too. And I did on Gears of War 1. I played it three times. What's the difference? Just more enemies? um... No, not more enemies. The same amount, but they take twice as long to die, basically. So it makes it harder. Oh, is that the only difference? Yeah, pretty much. Because they can't really add more enemies, because the game would slow down and stuff. So there's the same amount of enemies. But their health bars, which you don't see, are twice as big. So it, it poses this dilemma of... Oh, I've only got so much ammo, yet they take twice as many to die, so how do I manage all this? And that's the difficulty, you know. Because, yeah, it would be nice if they could add double the amount of enemies, but there's only so much you can do, isn't there? But did you see how beautiful that game looks? It's it's insane. It's hard to believe, you know, if you look at the original Gears of War, it's hard to believe they can do this much more, you know. With the same box. With the same box, yeah. They're not doing anything. They're doing it with the same everything, aren't they? They've just figured it out. It's immersive, that's for sure. Yeah, it's really good. It's um, noisy, it's bloodthirsty. It's yeah, there's a lot of this. Talk, 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 There's even a bit of an emotional moment. Not to spoil the game, but there was a bit of an emotional moment in the middle there, wasn't there? There's a bit... They're emotional. There's more than just that one, but yeah. Yeah, don't give it away. You know what I mean. Yeah, don't spoil it. Well, that part was like... But you didn't know it, so you don't want to spoil it. No, I'm not, but I'm saying... I. Gears of War is not really known for anything like that. It's more known for like, hey, what's our next mission? Shoot, 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 shoot. But this was like, oh yeah, there's some actual some drama here. I'm actually understanding about these people a bit more than just the big guys who shoot people. So that's Gears of War 2, Call of Duty, and that's on Tuesday. And Mirror's Edge is on Tuesday as well, which I'm totally looking forward to, even though the one-up show this week didn't seem enthusiastic, Not and they've really. played it. Now, what everybody had to say on the one-up show, it seemed, was... This was... I think they're a bit like me. This game seems amazing. Like, I want this game. I want a game where I don't kill people. I have super... You know, I can do what I want. I can run and jump and... You know, get through these levels in my own way. Physically. Yeah, like with obstacles, bound over things, and you know, find the best route, and it sounds really cool, like kind of like a racing game, but you're a person, and there are puzzles to be had, puzzles, and you know, figuring out how to get to somewhere, and all kinds of different things. It sounds really good, and the demo I played last week, I loved, but what these seem to think, after, after they've finished it now, is. The combat didn't work out right or something. That's what I get got the gist of. Like they were. Well, they kind of toyed with the idea of just get rid of weapons altogether because you can apparently you can I from what I gather. There's an achievement for going through the game. Weapons away from bad and guys and use them or throw them away. And they said, why not just ditch them altogether? Why even add that to the mix? Why just have? But then, then that you... doesn't seem like a negative to me because that means you're covering two different kinds of people. If you're the kind of person who wants to do some bounding around, but then when the shit hits the fan, you want to just shoot everybody and get on with it, then you've got a weapon. If you're the kind of person like you who just wants to challenge yourself, 
whatever. Because I want to go through it. We and bound around. Yeah, it. but why isn't that a good thing, though? Well, I think I don't think it's about. I, I given the option, I I might play it through twice. One's shooting everybody, and one's not. Right. Um, right. But the game sounds right, like it's right on my street. Like I'm, I'm into that kind of something new. It's it's like a, the free running thing. I'm fascinated by. It's got an interesting story, this running information in the future, in the near, near future, in this weird, you know, yeah. oppressed society. I, I'm really into all that, but I don't know. For people who were hyping it up like crazy, and now they've played it, they didn't seem over-enthused, over none of them. So I'll make up my own mind this week. Yes, I'll play do it. make up your mind. Um, and then the other release this week is Lips, which is not a porno. I'm coming out. It's, I'm coming. I'm, what I don't know it? what. I have no idea why that song came to my mind. It's um, a lip syncing song, right? I mean, it's a singing song. Singing. It's, it's lips. It's Microsoft's entry into a karaoke song. Uh, karaoke. Game. That's it. Yeah. It's it's rock band without the instruments. Yeah. There's no <laughs> instrument. It's an interesting concept, actually. What's different about it is it comes with two wireless microphones for the first time. Wireless. This is, nobody's done wireless microphones. These microphones have cool interactive light shows on them that play while you sing it. You know, like Mar- when we were watching Mariah Carey on TV and she had like yep. a diamondy microphone. They kind of look like that, but with LEDs all flashing in different colours. They look really cool. So you get these two microphones that have also got motion sensors built into them. So you can tambourine. Oh. It's not like on Rock Band where you're tapping the mic and it's just listening for a noise. There's actually motion sensors like the Wii. So they can be used for... The game actually judges you on your performance, so dancing actually figures into it. Because it can tell you're moving around? Tell you're moving around and doing, you know, I don't know how it works it out. But anyway, the big hook of it is... It is comes... this a sneaky way to make me exercise? Because I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the big hook of this game is, though, it comes with a bunch of songs. You know, your average songs that come with all games now. You know, some latest hits and some classics. But you can plug your Zoom into your 360 or your iPod. And play any song you want and sing to it. No way. And it will score you. No way. It works out the song and works out how to score like it. Like that one game you played on the... Audio Surf. Yeah. Yeah, like that, but for a singing game. I see that. Now, so, and, it wor- and because it's Microsoft, they've made it so the Zune instantly works. So you plug your Zune in and all your library will show up. Well, play it as a PC game? It's a 360 game. I might even want to play that. So you that. can sing you too. You can sing. You do. Oh, my yeah. God. So I, now that is... It's Brass a, in pocket. I, which is on Rock Band. But I'm, I'm saying this is a cool idea because you don't have to buy downloaded tracks or anything. You've got as many songs as I'll you want. I'll be interested in that. Are we getting that? Possibly if you're interested. All right. We It'll be like fun. I'm, yeah, and then that's that, That's what I didn't like about Sing Star, Sing Song, whatever it was called. Yeah, we, uh, we, Because it had a limited number. Yeah, and they weren't very good songs. And I didn't give a crap about video, you know, doing your own thing and recording them and uploading them or anything like that. I just want songs that, that I know. That is a fun concept, though. They, that I would I like can, to sing. I appreciate what Sony did, that uploading your clip. Yeah. It's hilarious watching just some people. and just. I mean, I'd like to maybe fire that up again and see what the hell people... The new, yeah. Because it was pretty funny watching Chewbacca sing, like, the Scissor Sisters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Or that Stormtrooper doing a funny yes. dance. Like. So... You know, these singing games, they're just going to keep coming, and so are rock band games, and so are... But that's an interesting concept, to use your own music, and I can use my Zune? I mean, come on. Yeah, and it... And, it, and a wireless microphone? And it interfaces with the Zune through that the, through that wire. You Not to trick it. it into thinking I'm dancing. Figure that out later. Yeah, just stick one of the mics in your... <laughs> on your dog or You're whatever. You're leaning and forward like, and pointing back to, like, my butt crack. What are you... <laughs> I was thinking put it in your pocket, but... No. We could strap it to the, you know, if we had a cat, we could strap the one microphone to the cat, and the cat could run around going, trying to get it off, and then it'd say, "Wow, you're doing some good." No music. animals will be harmed, I promise you, <laughs> in the singing of the music. So that's uh, games for this week. It's going to be crazy. It's been crazy for games for several weeks now, and I think it's about to slow down. Need for Speeds to come, but there's not many. No. Yeah, but Christmas is coming up, so won't... it doesn't matter. It's like uh, at the middle of November, all the games stop coming, and, and they're, they're out the there. Games that people they're buy. out there to buy. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so, next week's uh, review will be, and it, this is a massive one, and I've got high hopes for it. Do you want a drum roll? Brrr. It's Wall E. 
oh. on Blu-ray disc. Now, we haven't seen it. Nope. I actually can't wait to see it. Nice. Picks are really, I think they're great. They really turn your crank? Mm-hmm. And this one, actually, I like all Pixar stuff, to be honest, but this one actually really, for some reason, I've only seen the trailers. I like the concept of it. I like... I like space. I like robots. It sounds like it's my Mm -hmm. cup of tea. So, Wally, um, next week, uh, what have you got to say? Do I have anything to say? Oh, we have a new president, in case you didn't notice. Jack Jack Obama's. (laughs) Jack Obama? No. Obama-rama. That's what I like to call him. <laughs> Watch it. That is the, pre- that is the president-elect. So that was a fun night. I mean, I didn't really focus on it, but I voted and uh, watched uh, the results. And it was over very quickly. New modern age of voting results. I remember when I was a kid, if election day fell on my birthday, which is the next topic because my birthday was Friday, it used election day used to fall on my birthday every few years, and it was sucked because nothing was open, and it was just a different time. The election results were never out or ready to like way late the next day or a couple days later. There was no like CNN, none of that stuff. And now it was like by ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night, the thing was over, and well, they've decided, and that's that. What was wrong with the election, in my opinion, was they didn't sing. Because it needs to be more like American Idol. So they get the two candidates up, they sing, and then you all phone in your votes, and then at the end of the night we get... Don't the you think it should be more like Ultimate Fighting? No, I don't. Where they just get in a cage and no, like beat the shit out of each other, and then whoever can stand up... In no, the I'm not into the violence, but actual singing, <laughs> right? Ultimate Fighting is not violence. Okay, this is what the guy at work, a guy at work told me. It's actually, it is not violence. It's ultra-violence. These two guys know what they're getting into, all right? <laughs> oh, yeah, so that's not violence. That's not violence. Anyway, um... I, I would rather see this is how they should settle the next election. They both get up, sing a assortment of hits, Michael Jackson, Mariah Carey. I did it my way. I think this is Frank Sinatra. Different hit, different set songs. They get up about 7 o'clock. We see a few songs by each one. Uh, Including then, the vice presidential candidates. Then Ryan Seacrest opens the lines. <laughs> and then we phone up. And then at 9.30 we get the results show. <laughs> And then whoever wins has to redo a song and, and they do fireworks. <laughs> and they have and confetti that comes yeah. down just like they did. So, I think that's a smashing idea. And they also have the judges, you know, Simon Cowell giving them shit and stuff. Definitely. So I that's think how that's we should do it next time. I mean, we had holograms this year. What, might as well do American Oh, don't you, do not get me started on the stupid hologram. But anyway, we, <laughs> we've mentioned that before. Yes. It was my birthday and my husband gave me a... Something that I was totally surprised and totally shocked and really happy about was a pestle and mortar. Is that was called? Yes. We, we were confused on the name. That's the box is sitting right over there. And I love it. I, the only thing I have right now, though, is one, one spice. You bought, people out there probably thinking, what? You bought a shitty pestle and <laughs> no, mortar? No, it's, it's perfect because I've wanted one for so long. Yeah. And he knows that I, I always, won't buy myself stuff. No, you don't. Because I'm like, well, I need to pay the water bill. And, well, and whenever, you, uh, whenever you mention you want something at any time, I always keep a <laughs> mental note. I don't write it down. I just think, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And then when it comes to I know what to get. You do, and you know I'm not going to buy it for myself. Yeah, now, if I had I all of a sudden come in the door with one, and you had already ordered it, then what would you do? I would do? have said, hey, you've got two of those. Yeah. <laughs> and he also gave me the fourth season of Cheers, which almost completes my set. They just have to put out the last season. So you've, got, perfect, you've got all the ones that are available. I had a perfect birthday, because I did exactly what I wanted, which is I did not want to go out to dinner, I did not want to go out to a movie, I did not want to go out anywhere. And actually... You sat at your computer and played... Your game all evening, and I just did what I wanted. We was going to um, go out and see Zack and Mary make a porno, which we really want to see because we're big yeah. Kevin Smith fans. And I think we should support him by going and seeing it. Yes. Um, but we didn't but see But I it. didn't want to. And on, on our birthday, the rule is you do whatever you want. So I think, you know, we might see it Monday this week. We, we might see it. But I, I want to see it. I mean, Definitely. Of course I'll buy the disc when it comes out, but I... I I just felt like for my 41st birthday, I would do exactly what I love on my days off, is was to spend the entire 16, 18 hours or whatever I'm awake, puttering around, do some computer stuff, cook some supper, watch a little TV, watch some Antiques Roadshow, take a hot bath, draw a picture, and it was perfect. And uh, talking of TV, we've got some X Factor to watch, so we've got to... Fabulous. And for dessert, we're going to have, because we've already had... 
supper earlier, and we're going to have apple pie and homemade flavored vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Not really homemade, but... And uh, along with the apple pie, we've got websites that you can go to. Sidtor.com, <laughs> ascully. Do you like that? Second? Yes, that was lovely. Sidtor.com and ascully.com. We, uh, this, this podcast is available on iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace. We have an RSS feed, so you can feed that into any RSS reader you want. Uh, you can also listen to the podcast directly on com. Just click You're podcast. also on Twitter, and I'm on Twitter. Even yes. though it sounds really obnoxious, and but it's kind of fun to see. You can follow us on Twitter, ascoli or SidTalk. Yeah. Um, you can email feedback to ascoli at com. SidTalk at SidTalk.com. You can leave feedback on the page. Is that it? I think so. And uh, stay classy, Mr. You should record that and just stick that on the end every week. So you don't have to say it. Yeah, say it perfectly and then just yeah. put it in there. Yeah. Uh, no. It's Let's, got more charm. Yeah, so um, I want to say stay classy, Mr. Obama, new president-elect. Thank you, and I want to thank you for my perfect birthday, because I love you very much, and it was very nice. That's, and I want to say to everybody else, think for yourself. That's very charming. Or somebody else will come along and do it for you, and you, you better learn it early, because if you live your whole life doing what other people tell you, you suck. 